for plebs, by plebs, dropping the Bitcoin only signal. Pleb underground. Welcome everyone to the Pleb Underground. Welcome back to the Pleb Underground show with corn on exchanges. What's the real stock to flow? Rumors ask if FTX sold more or less, more are circling. Sorry, rumors are circling around SBF being lawless. Bitcoin is the only asset that's flawless. Far too many trusted he when they should have been using self-custody. Cast iron or stainless steel, steaks with bayonets or peppercorn, not mustardy. Bitcoin is certain, but there's one thing that's not. When will these crooks be in custody? Dude, very nice. Very nice. Right. Thank let you. Me let me switch it. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, hey, so welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Pleb Underground. Thank you for joining us. And today we've got very special guest, fellow toxic bitcoin pleb we've got richard dick whitman richard thank you very much for joining us on the pleb underground happy to be here thanks awesome for absolutely absolutely i think it's long overdue <laughs> definitely think it's long overdue anyways what we are going to dive into first as everybody knows is the numbers The numbers, of course, brought to us by timechainstats.com. That's timechainstats.com. At the time of this recording, the block height is 763,760. The Bitcoin price, 16,638. Total public lightning capacity, 5,141.83. Oh, the Moscow time, 6010. And the chain rewrite days... 756 that's right bitcoin is still incredibly secure and walton those are the numbers and i honestly feel like it's been it, it's been like a year since we recorded last week i i genuinely with the amount I mean, what came out this week has happened right i do there was there was uh one one more little uh set of numbers that i wanted to wanted to share with you and uh, it, it links back to part of my rhyme referencing like how how much how much did FTX essentially manipulate the market by not having the corn that they were meant to for their customers um, and and I think it's pronounced Croesus um, did a little um, uh, overview of, of of some of these some of these numbers here so just quick math here we've got. 330,000 bitcoin mined this this uh, sorry per year during this halving era so in in the 210,000 block period i believe which is roughly 4 years uh, ftx um ha has well or had uh, 1 1.4 billion dollars of bitcoin on their books meaning they supposedly should have had 80,000 uh, bitcoin now what's essentially been revealed is they were they were then selling that uh and um alameda were then trading it uh on sh on sh trading the value on shit coins and all this sort of thing um but uh they were meant to have this amount of bitcoin that they didn't have um and so what's the effect of that on the numbers on the price well if you think about um the the new supply um will um essentially have a, a price um su suppression effect right if, the, if there is more for sale um th that 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 is a a, a a downward pressure on price or at least a prevent like a, a barrier against upward pressure on price if you have all of this paper bitcoin being sold essentially um the the it means that there isn't the short squeeze that there should be if people are self-custodying because this this bitcoin isn't actually being bought it's just paper bitcoin and so there isn't that market dynamic that there should be on uh the fiat exchange rate yeah like there's there's definitely like i don't know how much it it's happening but there is some massive rehypothecating going on like if you include the futures markets and you include the other exchanges that were clearly uh that were clearly 
insolvent and did not have the Bitcoin on the books. I call and it like, fractional reserve by nanking. Yeah, and I think it's happening more than we think, you know, because if all these places, like you can't, it's Bitcoin is the only one that you can't print out of thin air. Like, so like FTX was really taking it to a new level with like coins that you can print out of thin air, like with their FTT token and whatnot, you know, like some are a little harder to get than others. Like the Ethereum Foundation could probably, you know, all the stakers can produce more of it. Um, the, you know, the stable coins, they can pump those things out um, and they don't have, they could be fractionally reserved. So like, they're all just leveraging the Bitcoin price, but if they overdo it, that creates that contagion in my eyes. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I think it, it happens a lot. And it, like, if it were all just based on the spot price, you know, in my opinion, Bitcoin would be through the roof right now. I mean, we'd be well into six figure territory. Um, but if we had self custody, if if people were self custodying, that that yeah, who knows what and the price, and the price was not being influenced by futures and rehypothecation. But, but that's what enables much. it, right? If if there is if there is a huge balance sitting on exchanges, then that enables all the lending and all and all that sort of um you know right very shady behavior as as it's been fraudulent behavior as it's been um sh you know shown over the last summer with a few firms blowing up um you know. And I think that's a big reason that like the spot ETF has not been approved. Like there's no other logical reason for like the SEC to not approve a spot ETF other than they know it will explode the price. Cause like if they like, I, I tweeted this the other day, like that you can't, uh, Gary Gensler can't have it right. both ways. He can't, can't want to protect ETF. Right. And not the spot one, and claim like he's, for... but he 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 can't have it both ways. Like you can either want to protect investors and retail investors, or you won't approve the spot ETF. Because if you don't approve the spot ETF, you're not protecting anybody, and you're creating artificial price. You're allowing artificial prices, and any any financial institution who buys Bitcoin is you know can be buying the rehypothecated and can manipulate the price. But if you want to protect retail investors and get them the true value of the of the Bitcoin that they're buying. And not allow them to be manipulated, rug pulled, and other people rehypothecating Bitcoin with shitcoins, then you don't approve the spot ETF. So, like, pick a lane. Like, either you that you're there to do your job or you aren't. You know, like that's the way I look at it. You know, I think, I mean, I think they see. Sorry, Phil. I was gonna say I think they see GBTC essentially as the you know the Bitcoin ETF anyway, but but it's not though because. There, you know, because of the right, it's uh, not a real premium. ETF. I know, yeah, yeah, because of the it's premium. An investment so. trust, right? It's not a not a unit trust, right? And, and so, like, there's so much buying through the futures ETF, you know, when it first came out, and there's so many of them. But there's other countries that have spot ETFs, and the U.S. doesn't. But and that's because we're the dollar, though we're the dollarized nation. Uh, but like, I just don't, <laughs> I I don't understand the thought process of Gensler you know, claiming, you know, like when he said he, when he didn't approve it, he claimed that like the spot price can be manipulated. Well, you know, the only way it can be manipulated is downward, you know, like by rehypothecation through futures markets, you know? So like, if you're really trying to protect investors, you would, you would be encouraging the spot price, not the futures. Like, that's what I don't get. And like, you know, somebody should hold his feet to the fire and ask this question to him when there's when they have the chance to, especially when this FTX stuff starts, you know, heading into Washington, D.C. and they start getting these people to testify. Like, I wish a Bitcoiner would be able to like, you know, maybe just one in Congress, you know, like would ask him that question. Like, how do you how do you explain that? How do you how do you justify, you know, not the spot, but the, but the I future? Because they're getting bribed from Wall Street because Wall Street can make more fiat money off all of the futures plays than than off spot. Uh, sure. Because, but because sure. But again, if they... Bitcoin's not for, you know, institutions or custodians. Sure. Um, but if Wall Street, Wall Street could buy Bitcoin themselves, put it on their book before they launch the spot and and benefit from that you know from that uh price hike as well you know it's if just like price suppression that enables them to do it on the cheap then yeah i guess i mean it's all relative when it comes to bitcoin though like you know i guess you you know like you know it's it's just a percentage increase you know it's really confusing like the logic behind some of these things it and, and like i i i wonder if the uh influence that you know, FTX, to, like, 
FTX was doing tons of lobbying in DC. And I was wondering if like their lobbying had a lot of effect on that as well. Like not just the, you know, getting Ethereum listed as a commodity or whatever they were saying, you know. Um, I wonder if that had something to do with that the the disapproval of the spot, the, the laying on the spot spot ETF as well. Cause like it it allows them to, you know, print Bitcoin, you know, because if the Bitcoin spot price goes up to whatever, you know, and they're supposed to have 80,000 Bitcoin on their books. Well, if the Bitcoin, you know, if the customers have 80,000 Bitcoin and the spot price shoots up, they're, they're more in a hole than they, than they should be. You know, they, they have more ground to cover to pick up, to match the prices on the books, you know? So like it, it helps the exchanges who are rehypothecating as well, you know, keeping the price low, in my opinion, like that's the way I see it. I don't know. How do you see it though? Um, you know what? In in all honesty, it, it to me it, it seems it seems like we're looking at so many different angles, and really what it is at the end of the day is that FTX was a giant money funnel. I think that I, I think that all of these hazards were known. I, I don't think. Look, you know, we we look at Gary Gensler like he's not an isolated, um, you know, he he's he's not on an island, right? He's not alone on an island. He's doing what he's incentivized to do, and I think to a certain extent, I I think that they're I, I think that they're very happy to to let the retail investor get completely wrecked in these products. I mean, look, we we can't, you know, Mister Wonderful and uh, what's his name? Um, no regrets. Novogratz, but forget about Novogratz. Uh, I feel terrible. Tom Brady, <laughs> like oh, totally right. forgetting. Tom Brady, like you know what I mean. These people have massive influence, and these people were shilling so this crap. Brady, Mr. Wonderful Brady even went suing Bankman Free, but then Brady yeah, was yeah, who cares? getting sued. Like there's all these laws yeah, bouncing around. They can sue themselves all they want. It, it doesn't make a difference. The point is, is that these people, these people wrecked investors, had no idea what they were doing because they got a bunch of money thrown in their faces. And I think that this is this is desirable because what are we seeing? Sam Bankman uh, Sam Bankman Fried's uh, father is working with the SEC to push through litigation that he was championing himself for quote unquote crypto regulation. Uh, his mother, as it turns out, is a person very high up in the Biden campaign. And again, we we're not we are apolitical. This has nothing to. We are not a political channel. We don't care about red and blue. It's all government. It's all bullshit. Okay, it doesn't make a difference. We care about orange. We're, Exactly. We care about Orange and we care about Bitcoin. And the point is, is that there are some really weird links with SBF. And I don't want to go too far into it because that, you know, the shitcoin corner is going to cover it. But what I do want to finish the the numbers segment on is, is that the Bitcoiners, the Bitcoiners told you so. Okay. Bitcoiners told you that this was going to happen in 2020. Take a look at this tweet from Magoo. December 19, 2020, pick any of the exchanges that went insolvent over the past four years. Also, look at companies like BlockFi, Genesis Capital, Celsius. They literally rehypothecate their clients' Bitcoin. All it's going to take is a, maj a major liquidity crisis, and they implode and start the dominoes. I mean, right. Magoo, uh, Magoo's I mean, often on point with his with his calls. Like it was actually at a, a, a Bitcoin Council of Autism on Twitter Spaces back in November. I think it was I think it was November 11th. Um, I I, I came across uh, an I came across an article that said that the the Celsius CFO got arrested um uh, because of some you know you know accounting questions essentially in I think he was in Israel um and I I said that in spaces it was I think it was reported by you know one of the kind of shitcoin um shitcoin blah 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 dot com whatever it is uh um but uh, Magoo there and then said pack it up boys. Let's go home. This is the top. And we've been on a slide since then. Magoo's usually pretty yeah, accurate. If you think about it, like, if you think about it, like, the, the people who run these shitcoin exchanges, the, in, the, the incentive for them is not to support Bitcoin. They're happy with Bitcoin existing and having value because that, that allows them to, you know, that, that props up the, the rest of the shitcoin market. But their incentive is not to support the Bitcoin network. I mean, just look at what CZ does. I mean, he, he charges an ex a large price to withdraw your Bitcoin onto the Bitcoin network. And then mm -hmm. he offers you an option to to withdraw in his Bitcoin shitcoin token, you know, so like 
and he doesn't and it says like it says it on Binit. it's his website like when you try to withdraw bitcoin and then you click on segwit it says this is under maintenance and it, and it's been under maintenance Wait, for they don't two and a half do years they don't even do segwit Are you say no they they allow segwit <laughs> deposits of course but if you try to withdraw with segwit they like they literally charge five hundred thousand sats for a withdrawal and, and and if you try to click on segwit it says this is under maintenance and it's been under maintenance for three years and people are always be under maintenance yeah you yeah exactly because he wants he wants to say oh well it's expensive he wants people to think well it's expensive to withdraw bitcoin to the bitcoin network why don't i use binance token shit coin where it's free but and then there's people on twitter asking him like hey will you we support lightning you know why don't you support lightning withdrawals you know for your client like he doesn't even support segwit you know like so like they don't a lot of these shitcoin exchanges like the future of bitcoin is bitcoin only exchanges and brokerages because like they're the ones that support bitcoin not these shitcoin exchanges like even jesse powell seems like an honest actor and, and i think he does run his his uh exchange clean mm-hmm. but and he, and he he does he does offer lightning if bitcoiners ask him I mean, for something he's you know scams but yeah if he, if right he's, but he's like, still a shitcoin apologist yeah, though it doesn't make a tra- difference he's, right he's not right. trying to, maybe he's not playing all these games trying to steal all this yeah. extra like but he's margin, like i'm saying sort of thing, but he's a legit market maker for bitcoin when yeah it comes to the market in my opinion right. you know yeah and so he's like, not abusing the spread is what i meant to say like but right he's not right. abusing the spread he's not rehypothecating in massive degree he, he tries to be as transparent as possible but the bottom line is you can't trust anybody when it comes to bitcoin like and the whole point of it is not to have to trust anyone yeah. so like i mean he did so name his you... exchange after a monster in fairness <laughs> so like this that's is what true. it means so <laughs> And we, we need more we need more Bitcoin only exchanges and brokerages. In and, fact, and like, in fact, surely Krakens are most likely the most likely creature to cause a boating accident. And therefore, <laughs> maybe he's actually warning you that you shouldn't leave your coins on a Kraken because you'll have a boating accident. And therefore, he, it's it's a subtle hint. I don't right. think so. I think he's a bit of a slimy fucker. But 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 hey, maybe maybe <clears throat> maybe. And. <laughs> And on that note, we are going to wrap up the numbers and we are going to dive on into the Hopium. The Hopium is brought to you by Represent. Check them out. Represent Clothing. RepresentLTD.com. I'm wearing one of the hoodies right now. Very nice quality shirts. Great stitching. Great fit. Great company. Don't forget to use pleb-underground for 10% off the representltd.com store. All right, guys. So it's been a rough week. Saw a lot of wheels fall off. Uh, One of my friends uh, from my previous job used to always have these excellent analogies about, about airplanes. And one of them was the analogy of somebody trying to build a plane in the sky while it's flying. (laughs) Kind of makes me think of a. Uh, kind of makes me I mean, think of FTX. refuel. They refuel some planes while in the sky, which I think sounds kind of crazy. But I it, mean, it, like re like building one from scratch while in the sky or something. Like yeah, it sounds like a shitcoin, Phil. Destined for failure, right? Definitely destined for failure. So and and indeed and indeed, uh, you know, we we did see what happened with FTX, but that is not what we're talking about in the Hopium. I wanted to give everyone genuine hope. So where did we go? We went and got ourselves some Tim Draper hopium. That's right. This is this is going to be great. Okay, this is going to make everybody very happy. Have no fear. Okay. His tie, purple tie. That's right. Well, we don't actually get to see his tie, but but his messaging. This is this is some good hopium. Here we go. Bitcoin bull Tim Draper sticks to 250k price prediction for BTC in 2023. Oh, we're so close. So close to that. That'd be nice, but it's not happening. Don't take away my I mean, hopium, Walton. I mean, we're we're like the thing about it is like all the stuff we talked about in the last sec- section about like you know the the rehypothecation and how much is being rehypothecated. Like the price is being suppressed in a massive way. So like, massive. Yeah these these targets like Bitcoiners like you know they they want everybody to be realistic. That's not going to happen. But like. It can happen at any time, you know, like it, it just takes a ton of buying and it takes like, you know, with, you get more and more crap washed out like FTX, like 
it's one of those gradually then suddenly I, like we've seen runs in the past where like bitcoin ran from 250 dollars to a thousand dollars like in, in like two weeks you know like it goes and when it goes a lot of people talk about either what they want or think will happen or the opposite because they're trying to convince people to play something because they want to play the opposite trade um yeah like w when i talk about price i say uh i think it might be seven figures in 2030 and between here and then who knows in in reality what i'd love it to do is like you know i'd love it to go down to like i don't know a thousand dollars i mean or, or or less go there like go horizontal for 10 years and then just like shoot up like into the stratosphere that that would be quite nice because i because i wouldn't mind working for 10 more years but if you're a boomer <laughs> like you probably want it to go up and how old's tim draper i don't know me i'm guessing retirement age 50s or yeah. 60s so so sometimes that you know and and how bullish was tina last year like sometimes you're you, where you are in your life determines kind of you know what kind of predictions you make some of these it's young guys thinking. they they make really high time preference like bullish predictions some of these old guys again they're hoping to retire sometime sometime soon um yeah what every honest bitcoiner should want what every honest bitcoiner should want is bitcoin to beat the rate of asset inflation every year consistently without you know massive swings up and down and do what it's designed to do for everybody you know if it was adopted as a dollar cost average savings device for everybody in the world which it it is and to it should be embraced real that. estate to me it's about beating yeah, real estate right because you're because that's you're what i mean by wasn't. asset inflation right? yeah most of us like millennials or or gen x like we look at the housing market and we're like this has been wrecked because of of of, of asset inflation due to central banking uh, and the boomers essentially now own all this real estate that we can't afford um and you know bitcoin maybe is a lifeline towards towards getting some of that back so it's not yeah. a surprise that like boomers who own real estate and shit like you know they they literally say well bitcoin's not real well it's real to people that need it you know it's real to people that it could you serve as a savings vehicle for like that's the that's the thing about bitcoin what we want it to be embraced as and you know all this other crap gets in the way these massive price predictions these you know and then like you get people going in the market oh, i'm going to gamble then i'm going to you know I'll, I'll 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 just buy a bitcoin and maybe it'll go to 250,000 or then somebody else will convince them well you know if you buy this shit coin you might get double that you know and that's what they do so like it's just a matter of educating people on why Bitcoin is different, you know, yeah. and like these price predictions are, are, you know, they're good for getting normies attracted to it, but it gets them in for the wrong reasons. Yeah, well Absolutely. Said. So here, Phil, let's, let, let's dive into, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was no, going to say, Phil, you got, you got some more comments from Tim. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Let's dive into this article here. Billionaire venture capitalist Tim Draper is convinced that Bitcoin will tap 250K in the first half of 2023, despite the ongoing shitcoin winter. That's right. I don't consider this a Bitcoin bear market. We're sitting, we're sitting over $16,500 in the world's falling apart. <laughs> Anyways, no change in the price prediction, still 250K by early next year. Sharing his thoughts on the effects of FTX's collapse to Bitcoin, Draper added that the that the cryptocurrency would always emerge out of chaos since it was decentralized and FTX was not. FTX was centralized, reliant on a single founder, added Draper, referring to Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder and former CEO of FTX. When a currency is centralized, a central bank, for instance, has a single point of failure and can also be manipulated. Although the dramatic fall of FTX has triggered some negative outcomes on crypto prices, on the positive side, it would most likely trigger more decentralization in crypto. I think this fiasco is going to bring on a lot more Bitcoin maximalists. Now, before I continue, I just want to point something out. There, there is no decentralization in, 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 in shitcoins. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that's just total nonsense. What it is going to do, yes, it's going to bring more Bitcoin maximalists and it's most likely going to bring more innovators to Bitcoin because that is the real platform that and enables then, freedom. The, so the, the funny, the funny part about this is like somebody who's like, the reason this headline appeared is because he went on a news show and some news reporter wanted his take 
on the big how the FTX would affect the Bitcoin price. You know, so they were they were looking for him to say something like, "Oh yeah, it's crushing the market." Yes. Like, so that you know, and they're all asking those like instigating questions right now. Like that's they right. They have the Bitcoiners on, and then they try to tie it into crypto and the entire crypto market, and they're saying, "Well, it's hurting confidence, right? What do you think? What do you still have that same price prediction?" Like that's what would happen here. Exactly. All right, so here, we're going to wrap it up. The billionaire also emphasized the importance of self-custody. They probably weren't expecting that. Noting that he uses Ledger and Coinbase for his coins. Eh. All right, at least he has a hardware wallet, but Coinbase. Not that I really like Ledger either, but anyways, that's just my take. Neither of them is using my tokens to borrow or invest, which, okay, is true. While crypto Twitter appears to give an unenthusiastic reaction to Draper's predictions, the pundit has successfully predicted prices for Bitcoin in the past. In 2014, when the BTC price was less than $320 a Bitcoin, he correctly predicted that it would pass 10K in 2017. That, that is some good hopium. And on days like today, after weeks like this week, it's it's nice to read some some kind of high-level fluffy, you know, fluffy kind of BS. And and again, I'm not judging Tim Draper, you know, or anything like that. I, I'm just saying, you know, going back to what you guys were saying and, and Richard, what you were saying, like it's, you know, it's it's just it's it's a puff piece, right? It's it's a puff piece. They, you know, Bitcoin's down, the the shitcoin world is down, and they figured they would have him on, and you know, he'd ha he'd have like it's exactly what you said, you know, these detrimental comments. And look, at the end of the day, that's a good it's it's a it's a good message to get people to zoom out and look at the bigger picture. But what people shouldn't do is you know make a hero out of him and take him literally. You know, right. that, and or that's start. the problem that most people do. Right. And, and, but you say you're not criticizing him, but, you know, there's a little bit of, there's a, there's a little bit of the, of the fact that he should be criticized because he's also one of the guys that invests in shit coins, you know, like and invested in shit that's like De DeFi and shit like that, which is not decentralized, like that kind of crap. Like, um, so he does deserve some criticism from that, from Bitcoiners, because that doesn't help our, our cause here, you know? Um, but that adding to what doesn't. you're saying, of, like a adding to all the interviews, you know, when the w because after this FTX thing, like you could see the giddiness in all the media people on TV and at like the Comcast networks, like CNBC, having them on, and and they were like they couldn't wait to have like Jack Mahler's on, and you know, and anybody else who was a Bitcoiner, and like you know, like how do you think this affects market confidence in this thing, and like you could tell who the Bitcoiners were by their answers and who were the people who were investing in shitcoins. Cause like the shitcoiners were all saying, Oh, this is going to set the market back years, you know, like, and the Bitcoiners like Jack Mahler's and Staler went on there and they would be like, no, this is, this doesn't affect anything. This only highlights how important Bitcoin is, you know? So you could tell who the Bitcoiners were and who the people were already on here just to gamble. Spot on, spot on. And to your point, right? incentives matter why am i being told this information who stands to benefit from it right like all of these questions you know why are we being told all these things so yeah that's very good points richard very good walton uh any uh any comments from you on this uh this hopium article are you are no, you I bullish think, i think i think hey look i'm i'm always bullish but it's but but that is but i'd quite like the price to like not go anywhere for, for a little while like i'm i'm still working like like uh, yeah yeah I, i'm another I'm, feeling i don't i definitely don't have anywhere near enough bitcoin nobody um, does he's just trying to accumulate note, note, while note i say bitcoin not bitcoins so like i really don't yeah like what's the deal with that people who say bitcoins they've got a lot of bitcoin top tip yeah or the, or they just don't realize that all bitcoins are bitcoin i mean yeah there are there is no decimal bitcoin point. is plural there is no well there is no decimal point right the, but there is no s yeah there's no there's no there's no uh there's no s there's bitcoin. just bitcoin yeah like nobody has I mean, bitcoins like fish, like fish and fish i mean you can't like, have you may have several well, bitcoin but... but there are no bitcoins <laughs> so <laughs> There are only UTXOs. Uh, that's right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's why there's no plural. Right. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Guys, that wraps up our Hopium segment. We are going to move on over to the Shitcoin Corner. 
guys up next we have the shitcoin corner presented by crypto cloaks cryptocloaks.com or cryptocloaks.eu are manufacturers of some awesome bitcoin goodies here you see phil modeling the bitcoin honey badger that has a secret compartment in which you can keep your fud dice or even a signing device once again that's cryptocloaks.com here the defendingbtc.com hodl or not helmet that with 50 percent of the proceeds going towards the fight against evil if you use the code pleb underground you get five percent off all the goodies cryptoglobes.com the shitcoin corner today guys uh what do we see well shitcoiners they don't like taking responsibility do they so uh, here we see a tweet first, Ethereum devs, leaders, influencers, uh, you know, talking some bullshit, but telling everyone, of course, yeah, you can withdraw your Ethereum in six months after the merge. Then it was six to 12 months. Now it's 2024. Now the Ethereum Foundation <laughs> removes all time frames from their website. So continuing on this theme, we now have uh, BlockFi who are recently going under their the staff. They're deleting their page because, you know, we're shit coiners. We're going to we're going to we're going to steal your money. We're going to be inappropriate with it. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. And then we're going to choose to not be held accountable because we're shit coiners. What's up, Zach Prince? Uh, next, we have uh, the, the 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 legacy. Sorry, the mainstream media trying to report that not only uh it, it you know should sam be kind of cushioned that actually he did us a favor he did the financial system a favor and of course his buddies over um in the new york times doing uh, a, a a puff piece on on sam bankman fried while doing hit pieces um on other exchange owners of exchanges that, that appear to still be solvent guys shitcoiners and responsibility or lack thereof walton I, I can't I can't believe I can't believe you started off with that piece about Ethereum. That that's that's ridiculous. I mean, don't get me wrong, none of us as Bitcoiners are surprised that they removed that timetable for when the withdrawals were gonna happen. But I can tell you this, we've been calling that the beacon chain is going to be the biggest rug pull. And so far yes. they're making us right. Because let's face it, at the end of the day, they never had they never had a plan. Now see they're not the only ones who didn't have a plan. There's somebody else who didn't have a plan, and he just got busted. <laughs> yeah. It's SBF. It, it, SBF be, had no plan. <laughs> the rug pull of Beacon Chain will be bigger than Sam Bankman-Fried's rug yep. pull. Like, right, it, right. It, I, I, I posted a meme last week, and it had three, you know, death killing these guys one after another. It was Doquan. Then it was Sam Bankman-Fried. Up next, Vitalik. I triggered a lot of Ethereum maxis. They, they, oh, I mean, yeah, it's, no, they it's, don't like that. They, what do they call us? They're like, oh, maxi pads. Wah, wah, wah. It was very funny. And they're, they're like, it's extortion. He's like holding their money hostage. So like they, they have course. to support this shit coin thing. Like, and like, how could you argue that it's decentralized when like, he's literally holding users hostage. Like he's literally extorting them. Like it's just, it doesn't get any more ridiculous than that. Like it is a full blown company and it's a corrupt company. And the only reason they're able to get away with it is because they're not an exchange and they are, they're not regulated, you know? So like, they're just, there's it's theft what Ethereum does. And I, mean, I don't I know how state sponsored attack on Bitcoin. Uh, like I don't it, see it, how I mean, it's any different from any of these other shit coins. It, it the, the literally CC seems to be treating it slightly differently. It, and they may not see it. Like there, there might be, you know, I, I, I don't know if the, ethereum foundation and vitalik sees it that way or not but like you know when you really understand this shit and you and you and you break it down like that's what it is like it just adds more contagion like they act like they're not trying to be money but they're literally holding people's money hostage to prop up the price of their shit coin like they only care about their dollar value like that's what ethereum does and they have so much Ethereum and so much Bitcoin Vitalik's that they on like video admitting to dumping on the on the top. Or oh, sorry, he's there. I think Eric Rock Weiss asked him, like, you didn't, yeah. uh, you didn't uh, sell. Oh, sorry, Eric Weiss. You didn't short apologies. it. You didn't yeah, short it, did you? Right. And and then he says, uh, well, I I persuaded the Ethereum Foundation to sell seventy thousand Ethereum at the top. Like, and then he, the reason he said he did it is because who's the ETH Foundation? Said, 
Oh, sorry, sorry, Richard. Go ahead. Sorry, the 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 World Economic Forum. Uh, <laughs> I, I it's uh, literally him, the World Economic Forum, and a KYCAML expert. Three people. And the he reason, has to convince the reason two people. The reason he said it, the reason he said he did it too was because he didn't think the price warranted what was being built in the market. Like, so where do you determine that price? How do you determine that it's not that's worth twelve hundred dollars? Like. They literally think they're in charge of the price of Ethereum. Like that's it's fucking hilarious. But, but I actually stop trading everyone. Thing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he acted. He acted actually like it was an altruistic movement, which right. I think yeah. could be a neat segue to my next. What we're looking at next. Well, but, and the altruistic but, move for him right now would be to start unloading his Ethereum for Bitcoin and declare this freaking thing a dead project. I mean, that's I what he should been do. Doing that, I think he's been doing that for a while. But 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 his 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 argument was oh we can extend the runway and then that that's more funding for a fit like so again <laughs> it's not decentralized like if 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 there's some central authority who owns a lot of it selling the token to fund their their research and development like that's that's not that's not a, a it, you know a decentralized. And like you see the Ethereum people on Twitter, like they make the arguments like, oh, do you even do you even understand the process for uh, a an Ethereum improvement proposal? And it's like, yes, Vitalik pays coders to, to develop this shit. And if he wants it, he says, yes, like that's the protocol. It's like there's no other options. Like nobody else has a say. It's just so embarrassing. Like and I don't understand how people still buy into this unless they're unless the only people I, I understand that they support it is because they got their Ethereum held hostage. But anybody else, you know, who doesn't have staked Ethereum like that's stuck there, you know, they should run far away from this thing as possible. Like it, it's just a scam. Talk, talking of people who, who are running, I think that neatly segues into my into my next person. Uh, of course, we're talking about SBF. Um, who I, I believe is is now on the run, although I, apparently he's also speaking at a conference, a very expensive conference in New York next week. So I don't quite understand. I think that's going to be canceled anyway. Um, so what's been going on, right? He he he's, he starts tweeting four oh, days ago. God. Uh, and again, is is this just more lack of accountability, or is it pretending I've been hacked, or what? what is this? I don't know, but I, I don't, it's some funny business. I thought maybe he was going to say, you know, like, have fun staying poor or something, um, um, but no. He says, what happened? Well, he should know what happened. He stole everyone's money and then pretended like he didn't. Okay, but, oh, here we go. But this is not legal advice, not financial advice. But That's not going to protect memory, you from going to jail. My memory might be faulty in parts, right? So some a bit of legalese, but oh, so SBF here saying I'll get to what happened, but for now let's talk about where we are today. This was now three days ago. To the best of my knowledge, as of post eleven seven, uh, with the potential for errors, Alameda had more assets than liabilities mar market to market, but not liquid. Alameda had margin position on FTX International and FTX US had enough to repay all customers. Not everyone necessarily agrees with this. To me, a really weird disclaimer. Uh, my goal, my one That's goal ridiculous. is to do right by customers. Yeah, not convinced about that. I'm contributing to what I, I can to doing so. I'm meeting in person with regulators and working with the teams to do what we can for customers. And after that, investors, but first customers, maybe. My goal clean up and focus on transparency make customers whole well i don't know again transparency from someone who was using the the customer order book and client funds to trade against his own customers with leverage and then wrecked his own, own exchange using his own hedge fund that had too much leverage yeah and it doesn't seem reasonable does it anyway a few weeks ago ftx was handling 10 billion dollars a day of volume and billions of transfers but there was too much leverage more than i realized a run on the bank and market crash exhausted liquidity so what could do raise liquidities make customers hold and restart maybe i'll fail maybe i won't get anything more for customers than what's already there i've certainly failed by four you all know that now all too well to me this is just incredibly distasteful this is this seems like a joke right he's okay then then he you know 
lies about some numbers, a bit more poetry. Truth and beauty. Nonsense. Exactly. Right? <laughs> uh, oh, we were the darling of Silicon Valley. Well, we know that the Silicon Valley VCs have been playing pump and dump games for 25 years, longer. And then, and then of course, shit coins came around and, they, and the VCs in Silicon Valley were able to do pump and dumps better than ever. And, and SBF you yeah, know, you're, helping them with yeah, some that's of them. Like- that's that's not a that's not a compliment being the darling of Silicon Valley these days. So I just have one one more uh, tweet in that in that thread to share with you guys. And to me, this is the one that that really uh, is is quite distasteful. A few thoughts. He says it's really hard to be a regulator. They have an impossible job to regulate entire industries that grow faster than their mandate allows them to. And so often they end up mostly unable to police as well as they ideally would. So basically he's bragging that the the people trying to fight his criminal activity uh, aren't able to, to do it. And he's flexing on them whilst also virtue signaling about the requirements for regulators and kind of, you know, basically cucking to the state on 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 you know oh you know it's it's not their fault like the, the I, it's not I, hard to be a regulator unbelievable but it, it, he's also getting wrecked by them at the same time yeah it's not so, hard so, to be a regulator it's not hard to regulate this shit you just call all that other shit 2006 2005 this is this is the same as as 15 years yeah ago. It, it's very simple how to regulate this shit you call all the other shit illegal securities and committing securities fraud because that's what it is. And, and the only reason you would, you will launch a token is so you don't have to disclose to your investors what you're doing. And that's what it is. It is not hard to be a regulator. The fact that he was in Washington, D.C. trying to get tokens and, and Ethereum labeled as a, as a commodity, it shows that he understands that and he's lying. It, because if they wanted to regulate this shit, that's all they would have to do is saying all these issued tokens are securities and you're committing securities fraud if you don't disclose X, Y, Z. And then once once they have to disclose X, Y, Z, nobody will buy this shit that is any, that any, is any kind of sophisticated investor. But ignoring the law, this is just about telling the truth versus not telling the truth and and and, and yeah if, if, you, if you're if you're gonna run around lying then then you are being a fraud um and 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 you deserve some comeuppance yeah he's he's uh like <laughs> he he's so far from he's so far removed from the truth and reality that like I, I like I just think he's this privileged brat that grew up with money and he never understand like he doesn't understand what any of this stuff is. He doesn't care. And and like he'll take any angle he can. Like you get a guy who's like going on TV saying, I want to get as rich as I can, you know, and, and like and then give it away. Like, what does that even mean? Like <laughs> just it's completely insane. Provide- yeah, like how are you going to get rich? If you're going to get rich, you should be providing something of value to the world. And if you want to give it away, give it away. You don't have to get rich first. It's just like, yes, it's insane. It's 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 a warped mindset. And we we really. Think... Oh, sorry. Continue. No, go ahead. I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> oh, I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, you know, to your point, right? Like this person absolutely seems to live in some other dimension of reality. And it it just, it's like I was saying to you before, you know, but before we started again on the segment, like, I I mean, we, we literally just went through this person's, you know, involuntarily. Well, I shouldn't say that for the, the FTX bag holders that that was voluntarily. Um, they went on this trip with him, right. On his learning experience. And that is just completely insane that he views all of the value that and 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 the and people's wealth that he wiped out in his adventure, you know, he, he's, like, a, criminal. Just, it, he's, he's a, a criminal. It is a criminal. He's absolutely. a criminal. And and if there was any justice in the world, and if and if our like our our law enforcement and our laws were designed to protect people, he would be in jail and not being allowed to go on Twitter saying no, maybe no, I'll raise the money back for people. Like no, you, no, you should. You, have you to should go to jail what, and pay restitution. You have to consider what jurisdiction he's in. And he's in the Bahamas, or at least FTX was registered in the Bahamas. And and so I, I share here an article that apparently the, bah- the Bahamian government uh, are directing uh, FTX to essentially um, give them the, the funds and, and not allow them to be seized 
by other uh, you know entities maybe maybe from from the US um now I don't I don't know how how whether this is true um um but there is there seems to be some some funny business going on with regards to um essentially uh, raiding what's left from FTX yeah but still it doesn't when it comes to criminal liability it doesn't matter like yeah, I, I, I've worked, like I used to work in affiliate marketing and like work with overseas companies. Like, and if so, and if an overseas company was doing something that's illegal in the United States, and you, once you enter the United States, you could be arrested. Like, he should be arrested. Like, that's the bottom line. He's a criminal. I don't care where he was doing that. If he was stealing from United States citizens with unlawful fraud, just downright fraud, and and there's and like the fact that we're turning this thing into this voyeuristic, like everybody gets to follow it and get influencer followers off of it, like. That's just that's just a shameful, disgusting like character of our culture that we're living in. Like yeah. he, he the, the, the kid's a criminal. Like that's the bottom line. And like it, it, I don't care. Like there's people wanting waiting for a sex tape to come out. Like give me a break. The kid the kid belongs in jail. He committed fraud. Like I don't care about any of that. Like exactly. Why all this noise, right? Why all this noise? And why is and, and why is the mainstream media, the corporate-owned media, why are they playing along with this? And they and they uh, and not only that, they're they're not they're like there was an article from Forbes that said like, and they were like attacking the Caroline chick, saying, and then she said, then they said it was a new symbol of the alt right, yeah. and you're just like, so they're they're going at her full blown. But there's, yeah. there's other, and then there's there's like puff pieces on him saying like he did the system a favor and all these other things like rules it, for thee. Something's Guys, weird about that too. Like they're I, I trying think, to throw her under the bus and not him. Yeah, I think when it when it comes to this whole FTX situation, you know, we we should probably hear um from you know from a from a, a highly trusted um uh, source in in financial news media um the, the man of course Kevin O'Leary. Um, let's let's hear uh, from from Kevin uh, what what he has to say here. First, I have some disclosures here. Okay, number one, I'm a paid spokesperson of FTX, so I've I've been dealing with their management. I've spoken to Sam last week on Thursday. Uh, I also have corporate accounts in FTX. Um, I'm also a shareholder of FTX International and FTX US. Just want to make sure I'm being very transparent on this. We're not finished with the collateral damage. I thought I thought very apt that he's wearing pajamas on his lower half because that seemed to be uh, very much uh, in the spirit of um, the whole the whole FTX uh, drama. Emperor um, has no clothes. Well, and also the fact that Sam and Caroline seem to spend all their time in pajamas on beanbags. Um, <laughs> you know, up to who knows what. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, that's the first time I saw that video. Um, I, I thought that that was a different video because I had seen him again, you know, where he, you know, just puts on the uh, the suit jacket and that's it. Uh, I didn't realize that that was, uh, <laughs> that was a newer video. Um, but I think he's kind of stating the obvious. And I think that only people who are really, really desperately hoping that what is going on with FTX isn't actually happening. I think only they are hoping that this is the end. Um, but the reality is, is that, look, this this amount of money, this amount of money doesn't come from nowhere. It comes from many businesses. It comes from many right. people. So we are not done. Unfortunately, I, I don't think that we're done with the fallout. Um, and, you know, I mean, Kevin O'Leary, um, you know, just stating the obvious for everyone. But he's, it, all, he's also a great... If, he's if a, I can he's a, go, ahead. go on, Richard. Go on, there you go. Like that, Kevin O'Leary is a full-blown grifter. Like there's yeah, no, oh, there's 100%. no question about it. Like the only that's all he does. He'll take money from anybody and anything yeah. and say anything. Like there is no doubt about that. This like is true. This is kind of what if I'm there was any doubt about, about that, be, if there was any doubt about that before, then there isn't now. Like I'm a paid spokesman for FTX. You're a paid spokesman for anything and anybody that'll give you money. Like yeah. you're a crook. Like you're just another VC crook, and that's all they are. And like they don't care about anybody. They extract value from anybody. Like mm -hmm. this is why Bitcoin exists to you know, so we don't have to have these grifters extracting value from you. And like right. all this FTX does is take away the signal of Bitcoin and and distract people from the what Bitcoin is. And these people are just 
they're gross and they're shameful and i don't know how they look themselves in the mirror it's just disgusting yeah. again this is back to what i was talking about at the beginning of this section shit coiners they don't believe uh, in in individual responsibility they don't believe in in accountability and of course these opaque shitcoin systems enable that enable the fraud enable the bribery enable um you know systems that are that are benefiting elites at the expense of of the many um you don't, you don't see these characters in bitcoin because there is no centralized entity um to, to pay them to to push the 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 propaganda um, yeah and, and like you wonder how much like like the fallout is only because the other companies were trusting ftx to bail them out when they were hurting that's right like, so, so but you wonder how many of these vcs like i hope that kevin o'leary lost a ton of money from this like like yeah, he deserves it they all deserve it you know they're all on tv you know propping up they all deserve to crack. lose their shirts yeah like i i come on look at a16z yeah, it's kind of beautiful. Like, look at the list of VC companies that were in that were in it. Like, you know, there was just every Sequoia Capital. They were saying Bankman Fried could be the next trillionaire. Like, none of them had any clue what they were buying into, and they just uh, throw Richard. money and, at anything and everything and see what's and see just to see what sticks. I and disagree. Just... I'm sorry. They they know exactly what they're doing. The VC game is all about finding a story that they can push as a story. Yeah. And this is all this is once again. Like this is this is pump and dump. This time with with you know a founder of a, a shitcoin exchange that's that's using lots of leverage. Like this is. But did VCs they get out? Just the did the VCs of... get out of? Did the VCs get out? Well, in part, no. It seems right this time. No, they I didn't. Mean... Not all of them like in like i don't know like and some of the other names on that list were like consensus too coinbase oh, and like you I know mean, like all these companies yeah like I mean, I, they're just they'll just throw money at anything and everything and they create these false narratives they give people false hope and all the all these crypto crap things are designed to do that's not bitcoin is extract value from people so like you yeah. know you can you, you use all these marketing things like web3 and this is the next big thing this is the next and they all think they're buying the next bitcoin like at a certain point everybody's going to have to realize that like it's not there is there's no next bitcoin there's bitcoin like right. that's the bottom line right that's exactly guys, right. guys now that richard's warned you let's take a wrap this was shitcoin corner nice hey look at that i love it he tied the shitcoin corner together with a rap that started with the intro and yes that is that is the end of shitcoin corner and um before we go uh, i want to give a shout out to uh to our our listeners that are streaming us sats on fountain.fm that's right we haven't forgotten about you thank you guys so much for streaming us sats uh some breeze yeah, that's right. You can stream us at through Breeze. Don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Check us out on plebunderground.com. Subscribe. We drop daily articles. Walton hosts the Bitcoin Council of Autism. They do weekly spaces. They're awesome. Check them out. And Richard, thank you so much for being our awesome guest on Pleb Underground. How can the plebs find you? I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm now Ghost of Whitman. That's that's how you can find me. I mean, I'm not trying to promote myself here. I just, that's it, okay. Uh, well, just in case, yeah, like, you know, you said some awesome stuff. Some Bitcoiners like your takes, and you know, they might want to follow people, you. Or if people I'm hate on my, you, they know where to come and like harass you. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my, that too. I think I, I think I'm on my sixth Twitter account um, after being banned so many times. So that's where you can find me. I'd say Stacks has been racking up those accounts this last week, adding adding a couple more. Yeah, he has? is. He is uh, Stachosaurus, I think. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's, yes. He's relentless. We will add this to the show notes. And guys, this was our episode. Catch you all next week.